Wednesday, April the 6th, 2022, Leaning Toward Wisdom. All right, let's just uh, do some scatter shooting and an update. Hi, my name is Randy Kentrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. I appreciate you clicking play. It is modern tales of an ancient pursuit, and I can tell you I can sum it all up very easily. It's about us doing the work to figure it out. There is so much to be figured out. You knew this going in. I'm not claiming we got the answers. We mostly have questions. I can tell you that a big part of it is trying to come up with some better questions. Uh, Let me start with what really started out as a bit of a hobby project over at Hot Springs Village Inside Out.com. Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, uh, for those of you that may be unfamiliar or don't know, is just it's just one of my favorite places. I don't get there as often as I would like, but I got intrigued with this place a few years ago and decided to start what I I dubbed a, a hyper local podcast, thinking that, well, okay, the the folks that live inside the village, which is no more than 16,000 people total. Uh, This place is 52 years old. It's 26,000 acres in central Arkansas. It's in the midst of the Washita mountains. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, You can see pictures. If you go over to hot springs, village inside out.com. But having said that we launched the podcast and we did the, we launched it on June the 1st last year. So we're just coming up on our, we're a couple of months away from our very first anniversary. And the thought was, well, we'll do a podcast every week, once a week. And, you know, I've just got a lot of questions. I'm really curious about the place. There's a whole lot of things that are very unique about the place. None of the least of which is it is a gated community. It is not a municipality, which means it has no taxing authority. It is run and governed and operated by a property owners association. Okay, well, right off the bat, I had a ton of questions. At any rate, fast forward, we start the podcast and come to find out that a big segment of people that listen are people that don't live inside the village. In fact, many of them had never even visited the village, but there were folks that in the midst of the pandemic, they were looking to relocate other people they were getting to retirement age and they were looking at places where their dollar could go further. And of course, Arkansas is right up at the top of the list as far as really affordable cost of living and has some just gorgeous, gorgeous country all over the state and central Arkansas, which is kind of where hot springs village is 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 a really moderate climate now you get up into northern arkansas close to the missouri border and the the winters are significantly 
colder and considerable more snowfall and that sort of stuff. So a, a lot to be said for all kinds of places all over Arkansas. But anyway, the, so the place was really unique in a lot of ways. And the gated community part of it was kind of right up at the top of the list because, you know, I've never lived in a gated community. You know, you think of gated communities as being this really, ooh, hoity-toity, high-end exclusive kind of a thing. And there are homes inside the village that are, well, they're approaching 50 years old now. Uh, there's some small homes that are under a thousand square feet. I mean, there's some really modest kind of houses and then you can go and you can, yeah, you can find the million dollar property. Uh, and it's an enormous place. It's huge. 500 miles of paved roads and, uh, it, it's a big place. It's not a crowded place, but geographically it is this big place. So we start the podcast and we, in short order, begin to hear from people all over the country, uh, people who were discovering the place in large part because of the podcast, which that right out of the gate that I'm like, how's that even possible? Uh, but when you get to realizing that there are a lot of people in my age bracket, as I'm crowding 65, uh, who are that age or younger or slightly older and looking, okay, we got one more move in us. Maybe we got two more moves in us, but so now, now, so where do we want to go? And, you know, we're not working full time anymore. This is the typical scenario. Not saying this is true of me. I'm, I'm, I'm working more than full time. Need to work more than full time. Want to work more than full time. Uh, but for those folks that don't, and the place has got a ton of golf courses, it's got lakes, it's got hiking trails, and it's got a boatload of things that are within spitting distance of the place. So the podcast just kind of took on a life of its own, and, and I had never as a podcaster experienced anything quite like it. And on one hand, it was a really positive thing, and on another not not so much. And it's the not so much I kind of want to share with you. The not so much is here's this place that, you know, that I loved and I knew enough about it as a frequent Airbnb guest going in, enjoying the place, and then coming back home. And it's like so many other things. When you pull the curtain back and you, and you know, you kind of see how the sausage is made. Okay. Sometimes the sausage is not as good. It's like, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? We we've all heard and used that phrase and mostly we know that it's not true, but I will tell you that in this instance, for me, it, it kind of was true. Uh, a lot of the things that you begin to peel back and you begin to unearth and you begin to find out. And, and one of the reasons I started the podcast was in large part because of in any community, including the one where I live in Texas, there are going to be people who are just the naysayers. I call them the rock throwers. These are the people who 
They just live their life walking around with a bag of proverbial rocks. And they like nothing better than to find subjects that they can throw these rocks at. And, of course, the world is filled with plenty of available targets, if, if that's the way that you choose to live your life. And I'm saddened that uh, there's quite a few people that really enjoy living that kind of a life. It's just I, I can't explain it. I'm not one of them. Uh, but I, I certainly have been exposed to enough of them and, and remain exposed to enough of them in my life to understand that they exist. I, I don't I don't fully understand it. it. It just doesn't seem to be a great way to live your life, in my opinion. But, hey, I could be wrong. They may know something that I don't know. Misery loves company and all that. So I started the podcast in large part because I thought the place is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's tranquil. It's peaceful. And I just want to shine a bright light on it. But I do have questions that I would like answered. And I'm not interested in getting into the political wrangling. I'm not interested in in, in all of the, the rock throwing. I'm not interested in being, you know, the town crier to be a critic of here's what's wrong. Here's what needs to happen. Here's what needs, here's how we need to fix this. I just love the place. And of course, here I am too much shy of a, of a year into the podcast and, and I've gotten to know the community. I've gotten to know the political wranglings. I've gotten to, I've gotten to see how the sausage is made. And like every place on the planet, and I do mean every place. No, I haven't been to every place, but I've been to enough places to know that this is, this is a universal truth. There's just stuff, right? There's, there's stuff, there's problems, there's conflict. There's, well, this isn't working right. And that's not working right. And this is broken and this could be less broken. And we wish this and we wish that. And, it's going to be true anywhere there's a community and it doesn't matter if it's a municipality or if it's a property owners association, or if it's a homeowners association, it doesn't matter if it's urban. It doesn't matter if it's rural. It, it just doesn't matter. We know this is true because come on, we're people. We, we, we have the great capacity to mess things up, right? So I'm into this thing and to give you a little bit of context, hot Springs village is operated by a property owners association and that property owners association is largely governed by a board of directors. These are elected, but that's not saying a lot. And the reason it's not saying a lot is because many times there are just enough people who throw their name in the hat that there may not even be an election needed, <laughs> right? Because it's a community. It's a community of people that they've likely moved there because the same reasons they love it are the same reasons I love it. Peace, tranquility, and all that. I was like, who want, who needs to be, who needs to be involved in this? Right. I mean, who wants to sign up for this now? Thankfully, there are some people who do 
and most of the time, just enough, right? I mean, just enough people. Now, here's the fascinating thing to me about it. There are some extraordinarily accomplished people who live in this place. There are a ton of people from south and north and all over Texas who are there because, well, from Dallas-Fort Worth to Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, is a five-hour drive or less. So it's, it's an easy drive. And whether it's the golf that takes you there, whether it's the gates that take you there and the security and the incredibly low crime, um, the capacity to get in the car and within an hour, two hours, go see something different and it still be beautiful. It's just got a lot going for it. And cost of living is, is still very, very affordable. Uh, even in today's economy of runaway inflation. However, these accomplished people who it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're here to enjoy life. The last thing we need to do is be sitting on some seven member board. And that's if ever, that's if every seat is taken a seven member board and get involved in all this, all the politics and the wrangling and it's a necessary job, but like who wants that? Right. I get it. I get it. Cause I can tell you, I wouldn't want it. So you start watching these, these board meetings, they're, they're on YouTube, sadly. And in large part, they're, they're, they're just, if you love the place, they're just not entertaining. If you don't love the place, or if you don't have any vested interest in the place, I suppose they could be very entertaining because they are just, it's a lot of get off my lawn kind of stuff i mean there's just there's there's very little capacity for for listening there's almost zero capacity for understanding uh, and if it weren't so sad it would it could be comical but as a guy who coaches high performance and is completely driven to improve and to figure it out and to help other people figure it out and for us to have the capacity to engage in dialogue and to have spaces where we feel, as they say, psychologically safe so that we can, we can speak our mind and our feelings, uh, without fear of reprisal. Um, it's depressing. (laughs) It's just depressing. I'm hitting the record button, by the way, after there was a board discussion, it was not a meeting per se. There were no votes taken, but Uh, And it devolved quite quickly, I might add, as they often do, sad to say. But I still love the place, but I can tell you that there's a part of me that's just dying constantly as you find out how the sausage is made. And so I, I started thinking before I hit the record button, I'm like, how do you protect yourself? How, how do we, or should we, this is maybe a debate worth having, should we guard ourselves? Should we protect ourselves? Should we lean into naivete? That really is the rub. Is it better to be naive or is it better to be fully enlightened? (laughs) 
Because part of me wishes that I were still very naive. Part of me wishes that some of the answers that I've had and some of the curiosities that I have, I have sought to, uh, to be fulfilled that I, I, I sort of wish I still had them. I sort of, I sort of wish I was, I still kind of had that two year old curiosity where I didn't yet know the answer. Does that make sense? Because when you love a place as much as I love this place, it's like, you know, the place was better. The play a, a year ago, two years ago, the place was better. It, and it was, it admittedly was, it was better for me. It was better for me to not know than to know, knowing somebody asked me, you know, has it ruined it? No, it hasn't ruined it for me, but it has, it has certainly dampened my enthusiasm. I'll just, I'll, I'll put it that way. I, I listen, the, the place is still, it's gorgeous. It's great. And all the, all the human failings aside, including my own, it would take a lot. I mean, come on, look around. Think of the most gorgeous place that you know, the place that, you know, kind of your go-to place. And for many people, it's an ocean, it's a beach, it's mountains, it's streams, it's lakes, it's snow-covered hill, whatever it is for you. You and I both know human beings can, and we're, and I'm talking about natural things. I'm talking about nature oriented kind of things. I get that a lot of people, Hey, you know, man, give me the casinos in Vegas, you know, give me, give me the nightlife in this place or that place. Give me the, give me the culture of New York city. Okay. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about nature based things. I'm talking about things that God created that you and I can't create. However, as humans, what we can do is we can completely wreck them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Right. You know? I'm thinking, okay, 52 years. Who wants to be on watch if you're able to wreck something that's been around for 50 years? And, of course, the place, the geography has been around a lot a lot longer. But the roads and the infrastructure and the community has been around for a little over 50 years. And it's evolved over time. And many, many things have improved. So don't get me wrong. It's not like, okay, well, we came in as human beings and we completely wrecked the place. No, human beings built this place. Didn't build the nature. Well, the lakes largely. The lakes largely got handmade. The golf courses, yeah, those got made too. The houses, yeah, they got built. Okay, but the trees and stuff, okay, well, yeah, there's some humans who planted a big bunch of, this is forestry country, folks. You know, but the mountains, the Washtenaw Mountains and things, yeah, okay. That's part of nature. Better to be naive, better to be informed. I don't know. I don't know. There's a balance there, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, part of me just wants to just like, okay, I don't want to know. I've got no more questions. I don't want to learn one more thing that could dampen my enthusiasm for the place. But once you start going down this road and it's like, okay, we, how can, how can you stop? How can you stop? I don't know. So it's a, it's a worthwhile debate. The value of remaining naive, you know, we largely think about it when we think about our kids and now for me, grandkids, and, and you think, you know, let kids be kids, right? 
and you hear it all the time. We need to let kids be kids, but come on. I mean, in this day and age, we are seeing that kids can't be kids very long. You just can't be a kid very long. I mean, we got all kinds of issues that, that we're, we're perpetrating on kids at really young ages. And no, I don't think as a society, we're better for it. I absolutely do not. I think there's a huge value in our having these little people in our lives who are still filled with curiosity and who are still naive and who still bring that naive enthusiasm with them to virtually everything they do. I mean, I've got, I've got grandkids that I can tell you right now. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's coming and going at church. It doesn't matter if you're out on a ball field. It doesn't matter if it's a school. It doesn't matter if it's home. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, there's just this, this zest and this enthusiasm, right? That they have no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the context is where they are now. Yes. We want to teach them and train them. And my grandkids know situations are different. You know, there's a time to sit still and be quiet church school. And then there's a time where all bets are off. You know, now you go outside and you're running loose and you're hollering and screaming and doing what you do as a kid. And they need some balance of that. When's the last time you went outside running? Well, I don't know. Maybe you did, you know, run, run outside screaming and hollering. You'd probably get arrested. Yeah, I get it. You know, there's this adult context and there's a kid context. I get it. But the, the, I don't mean the kind of yelling and screaming that we would do as adults. Cause that yelling and screaming is largely driven by anger. And I'm not saying that kids don't, don't do it. They do, but mostly the yelling and screaming that they do is just wild enthusiasm. Right. It's, it's not this rage that we seem to have, you know, as adults. Now they can have it. I, I listen, I've, I've got grandkids that I've seen with plenty of rage, especially towards siblings. But you know what I'm saying? If we went running outside yelling and screaming, we would be running outside yelling and screaming for our life or because we're angry at somebody. We would not be running outside yelling and screaming because we have this zest for living. <laughs> what if we did? I'm liable to just hit the pause button right now and go outside and do it. Yeah, well, I better not. Ron would come home and find the house empty and a note on the door saying, yeah, we've come and taken your husband. He seems to have encountered an episode, and we felt like he needed professional help. So please come downtown to the hospital and check on him. It's interesting, though, isn't it? I don't know. There's something to be said. If we can somehow, if we could hang on, if we can hang on to some of these valuable, valuable, valuable things that benefited us in the early stages of our life. I think about this pretty frequently when I think about husbands and wives and I think about marriages and I think about romance and, and I, I'm, I'm as guilty as the next. We get into these routines we call them routines. What they are is they're ruts. And we just, we largely are an autopilot. And what if we could maintain, you know, some zest? I can tell you that mentally and emotionally, 
I'm able, I'm, it's rather easy for me to maintain that, that part of, I remember the first date that Rhonda and I went on. I remember asking her out and I remember a lot, a lot of those feelings in those, in those early stages that have, have never left me. Now, what leaves you is just is the routineness of it all because, well, come on, there's a huge practical side to this. You can't just live your life. You can't, you couldn't live your whole life as a couple that way. Or so they say. And so I've been thinking lately, well, or can you? I mean, have we just, have we just fooled ourselves into thinking that, well, you know, Young love and old love are different. Now, there's no question about that. And I, I would be the last person on earth to to tell any young couple in love and married that when you get older, uh, it, it it's, it's just not going to be worth it. <laughs> because for me, in so many ways, old love is better. I mean, you, we, Ron and I've got 44 years of marriage behind us plus and tack on two to three years on top of that. I mean, we're, we got 47 years or so as a couple. Well, that's a long, long time. And so as we both approach our 65th birthday, you got, okay, well, 47 of the 65, we've been together. We, we don't know what life is like without one another. There's huge, huge priceless value in that. But then this naivete and this curiosity, those things that kind of fueled a lot of it right in the early stages is you're kind of learning each other because you don't know. And now you get old and you're like, I mean, come on. We, we, we kind of not only do we know each other, we so know each other, we can kind of communicate without even talking. And sometimes we do, right? Like all older couples do, but things also change. I mean, for me to say, well, I'm the same guy that she met on the first night that we went on a date or vice versa versus who we are now. No, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's different. It's, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just, it's just different. Life has happened. A lot of things have happened. I'm still real struck by the, the line in a John Prine song. And he poses the question, how can a person leave home in the morning come home in the evening and have nothing to say. And as an older person, the answer is, I think in large part, tired, bored. But for me, it's more about intentionality. It's more, I think a person can leave in the morning, come home in the evening and have nothing to say because they just don't want to. Let me put forth a premise here. I don't think that's the best way to go. 
I don't think it's the best way to go to look at Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, or any other place that you think of the place that you love. And to look under the hood and to see how the sausage is made and then to get jaded and think, oh, well, okay, that kind of ruined it for me. I think if we were to behave with greater intentionality and to say, no, no, I'm not going to let that ruin it for me. Are you kidding me? I mean, get the ledger out. Go to the website. Go to HSV, that just stands for Hot Springs Village, HSV Inside Out. You can just scroll down. I tell you what, just scroll down to the bottom, and in the footer of of the website, there's a gallery. I don't know. There's 18, 20 photographs. Just Just click on those. Just click on and just look at that. It may not be your cup of tea, but I can promise you none of you are going to go there and click on that and go, well, that's hideous. That's ugly. That's that looks pretty desolate. You're not going to do that. You're going to think, man, this is a gorgeous place. It may not be your number one cup of tea, but you're still going to think it's lovely. I promise you. And then if you just put on a ledger and think about your favorite place, all the pluses, all the reasons that you love it. And then on the other side, list all the stuff that you've learned that, okay, you don't necessarily like. If it is still one of your favorite places, if not your favorite place, I still dare say you are going to conclude, ah, well, the negatives don't even come close to overcoming the positives. And I still feel that way. And I think that's a choice. I think that's where the intentionality comes into play. Can we have better romance? Can we have better marriages? Yes. If we intend to. I get that we want this path of least resistance. I understand. We just we just want it, everything to be easy. If you've listened to me any length of time at all, you already know my favorite quote, and I don't know who said it. I don't know who wrote it. I would love to give them attribution because it's a brilliant quote. It's so brilliant, I'm liable to claim it. Everything is hard until it's easy. But we want easy. I don't want it to be hard. So I leave the house in the morning. I come home in the evening. I got nothing to say. Why? Because, well, it would take effort. It would take effort to engage in a conversation. It would take effort to ask a question. It would take effort to be the initiator. It would take effort to do all these things. But what if we didn't focus so much on the effort? What if we focused on the outcome? Listen, I I wish there are things that I now know about Hot Springs Village, but especially the political wranglings that go on that I wish I didn't know, but I do. I know them. And it's like any other community on the planet. There's a considerable amount that is broken, but the considerable amount that may be broken it doesn't even begin to compare or outweigh all of the positives, all the beauty, all the grandeur, all the peace, all the tranquility, all the good stuff, the great stuff that's been accomplished over the course of a 52-year of a lifespan so far and counting. And Lord willing, there'll be more to come. Doesn't even begin. But I have to remind myself of that. I got to be intentional 
I got to be, I got to think that way. I have to choose. Ah, there's the rub. I have to choose to think that way as opposed to just being resigned. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, okay, what if you choose to behave with the enthusiasm of a six or seven year old grandson? And I can sit here and I can rationalize it eight ways to Sunday and say, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not six or seven. I mean, I got six decades on this kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now I'm not saying go out and behave like a maniac, but could certainly behave with a bit more enthusiasm. Don't you think he says calmly, <laughs> we could, you know what I'm saying? And instead of us just going through the motions and we just, we do what we do and we do what we do and we do what we do and we do what we do because it's what we've done and we've done it and we've done it and we've done it and we're going to keep doing it till we die. Okay. What if you don't, what if you don't, you know, we sometimes use the phrase tricking it up. Ah, yeah, there they go. Tricking it up. And largely what we know what we mean by that you know we changing it up um and in many cases we use it disparagingly what we do at our house we use it disparagingly because it typically is somebody who's kind of trying to show off but what if we were to trick it up and let's spin it and let's put a different context on it what if, what if I'm, what if I, I start tricking it up in my relationships? What if I start tricking it up and not where it's about me, but where it's about the other person and it's about the relationship and it's about, can we, can we, could we find a new depth of connection? Is that possible? You think that's possible? You got anybody? I know you do. Think of somebody that you were really close to. And I'm thinking mostly of friends, mentors, but they're not here anymore. They've passed on. And however deep that relationship was, if they were still here, do you think that if they walked in through your door right now and they were going to spend a week with you, do you think that you could do anything over the course of that week to facilitate a deeper connection to that person? The answer is yes, you could. It's it the you know that's the answer. Doesn't mean you will. Doesn't mean you would, but you could. And I guess for me, there's the rub. If we can, why don't we? If we can deepen our relationship with our spouse, why don't we? If we can improve our marriages, why don't we? If we can improve our parenting, why don't we? If we can improve being a grandparent, why don't we? If we can improve being a higher performing employee or a higher performing boss, why don't we? If we can improve our podcast, why don't we? And I know the answer because it's hard. But worth it. Everything is hard until it's easy. But let's not focus so much on the hard or the easy part. Let's focus on the worth it part. 
Hot Springs Village, Arkansas for me and the podcast that I began with my co-host Dennis Simpson. It's worth it. Yeah, there's a, I've seen a lot of sausage made that I wish I hadn't seen made and I'd just soon be ignorant about it, but I'm not. I now know. I can't unknow. But I can still lean into a bit of naivete and I can still focus on the positive and I can still kind of ignore some of the other trash that might would ruin it for me. And what I can do is the same thing that I have to do with my marriage. I got to protect it. I got to protect it. And that means some stuff I got to shut it out or I have to minimize it by focusing on the opposite. Okay, so I can go on YouTube and I can watch all this political wrangling that goes on and I can watch all the posturing and I can watch all the negativity. There's plenty of it. Or I can limit that. I can restrict it altogether if I wanted to. I mean, there have been plenty of people who've bailed out of looking at the news. It's funny, isn't it, how you hear so many people talk about yeah, I haven't watched the news. I don't read the and, and my life is so much better. And you hear people talk about getting off of social media and, oh, it, it, you know, it was the best three weeks of my life. <laughs> so we absolutely all intellectually know and emotionally we know it too. We can, we can negate this stuff if we choose to. It's up to us. LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. Hey, we're just trying to figure this out. Special episode. Congrats on that, right? For Wednesday, April the 6th, 2022. Thanks for clicking play and enjoying the ramblings. If you did, I hope you did. My name is Randy Kentrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.